Welcome to the Perfect Time Podcast with Christy and Lindsay. Grab your coffee and let's chat mindset. In these mini episodes, we talk about how now is the perfect time to get in the best emotional, mental, and physical shape of our lives. Our minds are the most powerful tool we have. So let's grow together. Good morning, perfect timers. Morning. It's May, and we are happening upon the one day a year when we talk about and celebrate motherhood. And so it would be kind of silly if we didn't talk about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to talk about kind of like the behind the scenes of motherhood and um, you know what we thought motherhood would be like, what motherhood is like, the ebbs and flows of all the things motherhood. Yeah, um, if you're not a mom yet, or if you're on your journey to become a mom, don't tune out because this is also for you. Well, and also like, even if you're not a mom, you had a mom. And I think we'll touch on that today too, of just like maybe our relationship with our mother and like how that shaped, you know, us. And so anyway, there's, I think there's a little something here for everyone and yeah, listen in. Um, I, yeah. So I don't know. I I think uh, now with social media and all the things, there is a lot more conversation around motherhood and kind of like the depths of motherhood and we could probably make a whole podcast about motherhood right I'm sure there are whole podcasts oh yeah 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 um so we'll try to convince it condense it down to an episode but um I don't know what did you like before you became a mother do you think you realized what motherhood means or meant means you know I feel like it's one of those things that you you can't like I couldn't I pictured all the happy I pictured a baby on my hip and just like gallivanting through a park or something cute um I don't think I understood like how you would love another little human so much but I also don't think I understood how like sleep deprived and (laughs) all the things you know when they're little um there's just so much that comes to it. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. And it's also probably been the most refining thing that I've ever role I've ever taken on. Um, in, in good ways, you know, it's changed me for sure. Like, yeah, probably the single most thing that has changed me as a person. Um, you said, um, you imagined yourself like gallivanting through the park with a cute little kid on your hip that immediately brought to memory a situation where I too thought I would just take Ruby to this park in German village, Schiller Park. For those of you who are familiar, it's beautiful. You know, we would have this magical, beautiful Instagram worthy day at the park. And she got, this is like when she was two or three, she got a little bit wet. And at the time she hated wearing clothing. (laughs) I'm just going to strip this down real quick because this is exactly what motherhood is. She lost her shit and would not put her, keep her clothes on because they were like a little bit wet. Mm-hmm. And so we are in the middle of Schiller Park on a very beautiful day where there's lots of people around. And my kid will not put clothes, like she's sc- screaming bloody murder when I'm trying to have clothing on her at this public, very public park. Yeah. <laughs> and we also had her little balance bike. So she's naked on a bike. And I... Just a was, streaker on a bike. 
like we were like a mile from my car. Like there was nothing, there was nowhere to go. There was nowhere to like, there, and so we just had to, and this is so motherhood, right? You just have to get through it. Right? Mm -hmm. There was no going under it or going over it. It was straight through naked through the park, screaming child, me probably looking anyway, a mother, a, a group of mothers were walking and they were older mothers. They were probably grandmothers at this point. And they, have I talked about this in here before? No. It was such like a pivotal moment. They were, they, they just, I was, so, I could, I'm sure I just looked so panicked. I didn't know what to do. And they just looked at me and they were like, this is every mother ever. And you've got this and we see you <laughs> and we've been there. And it was just so like such a handhold, such a, a hug. Um, Everything is a thousand percent fine when it's not your kid. You can, right. Like to them, it was it's no cute. big deal. Yeah, no, it's no yeah, it was cute. It was really cute to them. The other thing is every time as a mom, you pack an extra pair of clothes, they don't need it. And the one time you forget it, they need it. Same with diapers. I was the mom of the part that was like, anybody have a diaper? Like as if I haven't had three kids already. It's just so stupid. Like it was like, I was gambling every, like let's be risky and like don't bring diapers anywhere and see what happens. And it, yeah. I feel like it's like, you want to be like, oh, I was so prepared last week, but it's just, that is the nature of the game. It, you know, surprised yeah. you in a that lot of ways. I remember the very first time I ever took Ruby for a walk in the stroller. I must have packed her entire room. Like the stroller was, I looked like a homeless person with my whole life on the stroller because I was like, well, what if she needs this, this, and this, and this? And then yes, by the end of your third kid, you're like barely bring diapers. And that's just, you know. You're like, this is fine. We're going to the park for an hour. We'll be fine. No, you won't be fine. Your kid will be streaking on a bike home because you forgot that day. <laughs> you'll never be fine no I'm just kidding. you will no. always be fine but again it's like yeah if it's not your kid it's hilarious and whatever and if it's your kid you're like I just can't do it yeah um so the real the the thing that I always think about when I think about motherhood and again I think I think things are discussed a little bit more openly now um but at the time, I had no freaking clue that I would feel a constant sense of um, anxiety or mom guilt or whatever. And that's obviously something that I hope not everyone feels, but I certainly did. And it's something I had to work on, you know, right away, which again is why you said motherhood is so refining. But like, you know, you get pregnant and there's so much talk about miscarriage and and we can talk about that in a second, actually. But from the moment I got that first pregnancy test, I started to worry like, oh, what if I miscarry? Or what if, what if the baby is born with something wrong? Or what if this, or what if that? And then, you know, and then it just transfers that transfers into the next thing on and on and on for the rest of your life. Amen. You know, then the baby's born and you're like, <gasps> Let's find something new to worry about. <laughs> yeah. Like, let me find the next thing to stress unnecessarily about. But, you know, that was just like, I, you know, then it was like, oh, what if she wakes up in the middle of her? What if the dog barks while she's napping? What if, you know, and I can't even imagine I'm not there yet, but like sending your kid off to in their car to drive independently for the first time. Like, I just, I don't know. I've got major therapy that needs to happen before I can allow Ruby to drive a car. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, um, we talked about our driving records. I don't know that we should. They should probably have to go through like seven rounds of temporary. Well, now that we're out here in the country, I'm hoping that Ruby will just be driving uh, a horse and buggy or a no, no, she'll get so much practice on your like tractor toy things and she'll be fine. That's what I feel about my boys. Like they've been driving those little motorized cars since they were two. I really feel like it matters. At least I'm telling myself that. I didn't have experience <laughs> driving. They play video games. Like feel, feel like their hand, what, hand eye coordination is so much better than mine ever was. But we'll see. To be, yeah. to be and it's not yeah. even just them. It's like, you know, it's everybody, but that we do, we derail. Um, I do want to talk about the journey to motherhood though, because we have talked about this a little bit offline, but I think it's, you know, it's like one thing to not have known Christy and I, and to look at our lives and be like, oh, you have older kids, you know, and you don't know the backstory. Um, but one thing about Mother's Day or events like this is it does, it's not fun for everybody. And everybody's going through a different journey to motherhood if you want to be a mom. And I remember like my very first Mother's Day was coming off of my a miscarriage. So I had no kids. And my first experience of pregnancy was a miscarriage. But right after that, it was Mother's Day, like a week, it's two weeks. I don't know, but we were at church and it was depressing because while the service, like the pastor was super delicate around the issue and it was nothing about that. It was just all about what I was going through. And, um, I just remember being like really bummed out that day. Like, this is sad, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. and it was early, but like, I, I've also learned, you know, whether you've been through a miscarriage, it's very, I mean, I hate it, but it's more likely than not these days that a lot of people do go through something like this so I yeah. think like don't discount whenever like it, it was what it was and I think like mine were early and that is kind of a blessing but it doesn't leave you without emotion and so I was just working through all of that anyways this woman at the church that knew the story because we were super involved with our church at the time and she knew that I had miscarried and they're handing out roses at the end of the the service and that was kind of sad too because all these moms were getting their roses and I was walking out the door and this woman came up to me with a yellow rose and gave it to me I mean I could cry mm. but she was like I didn't forget and I was like oh my gosh and so oh that's that so stuck with me I know it was like so cute and that stuck with me and like really mattered to me so I think like that kind of taught me it was early on and I think I was like I was pretty much like the first if not like one of the first of my friends to try to have kids it wasn't like all my friends had kids already or anything but it gave yeah. me this perspective that has been really helpful as my friends have been through 20 times worse sometimes which is also I mean I would take that away if I could in a heartbeat um but like I just want to be in a posture of like never knowing what other people's journey was to get to motherhood. And we've talked about that before, like whether it's the questions we ask or the way we like perceive things, because um, that just meant a lot to me that somebody cared enough to be like, hey, 
saw you in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. It was just really sweet. And I was super young. I was 26 at the time. Yeah. You know, like I didn't, I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyway. So that was my like first experience with like Mother's Day. And honestly, I was like, this holiday sucks. <laughs> you know, I yeah. thought like, this is fun for the rest of you. It's not fun for me right now. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I know that's so relatable to people who um, have struggled to have a child, if that's something that they're they're hoping for. And I'm sure it is just a crippling holiday, you know, or celebration. And I think even like, you know, people who have lost their mothers, it's probably a really somber day or people who have broken relationships with their mothers is probably a very somber day. And I think, you know, I don't know. I don't, I have also miscarried multiple times. Like I've stopped counting, um, also, also very early. And so, um, you know, it is, I am, I have come to terms with it. And, and I've, you know, along that journey, I've joined like infertility Facebook groups and I read infertility books. And I think there's a common theme that just to clarify, Christy had no problem having Ruby, but afterwards is when she has experienced it. So I had Ruby and got Ruby was our first pregnancy and I had no, it was one Seth was like, that's all we had to do. And I was like, yeah, that's all we had to You're do. You're one of the annoying people that were like, blink twice. Okay. I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah. And I got pregnant and it was super easy. And, <laughs> and then after that, not so much. And so that's why we just have Ruby right now. And, and that is a, possibly our journey and, and that's okay. I really do feel at peace with that, but yeah. Um, I'm not sure why I feel at peace with that, but I just do. I just, I've never. So, so anyway, what I was going to say is like, I think motherhood, and you can probably relate this to all of life, the world is so broken and like everyone is on their own journey. And I think sometimes like when I, what I would find in those infertility groups is that women would come on and say, oh, I have to go to another baby shower today. And I'm just dying inside because nobody knows that I, or it just seems so unfair. And those feelings are valid, but I guess I, I want to say this as a, as a hopeful thing, not as like a, you shouldn't feel that way thing. I did. I never felt that way. I never felt upset when a friend told me that they were pregnant or I never felt like, oh, this is so unfair. I just, I never did. And I, I know that's a very common thing and I'm not sure why those feelings never happened for me, but I think I just always think about life as like, a gift to every single person. And like your story is so unique to you and someone else's pregnancy doesn't define you or someone else's motherhood journey doesn't define you. I don't know. I just it doesn't felt- take out like you're, it doesn't take you out from being in the running, right? Like your, your turn can happen too. And your story could be different and just as beautiful, like that kind of thing. Yeah, I think so. And like, I just always feel like, I don't know, I, a life, any time you're having make creating a life, even if it's not your life, even if you're not creating it, like what a special gift. And like, instead of feeling very sad or like, woe is me about it. 
like celebrate that mom and, and put your energy into that mom, help that mom. I don't know. I yeah. know that's really hard for, and I don't want to seem insensitive. I no, really have I'll to speak there. to that though, because I was that person. And again, my journey was so much shorter. It wasn't even a big deal, but at the time I didn't have a lot to compare to. I didn't have friends that had been, or at least that were talking about it, that had been through the same thing. Um, and my body was also messed up. So there was that component because I was frustrated with like why I wasn't working properly. But anyways, um, when my best friend, Rachel told me she was pregnant, I cried and I was, I was halfway really excited for her. And I was halfway sad for myself. I mean, I was, and I even told her, yeah. I was like, I'm so happy for you. I'm having trouble, like reigning in my emotions because, but we've talked about this before. I, I do think it can be both though. I don't think you take yourself out of the running and don't go to the baby shower. I think you go there and celebrate your friend and be happy for them and allow yourself to feel all the emotions that come with it. And yeah, maybe that's too hard and maybe your story is more complex. So like, I guess that's not really a one size fits all, but in my situation, that would have been good for me to do. I didn't, yeah you know, something else, or if it's like something that happened and it's too fresh, like, of course, give yourself time. I'm talking about like the long-term process of like, it's okay to keep working through those emotions, but also still try to be present when you can. Yeah. I, I mean, this is going to sound so harsh and I don't mean it this way. I mean it with only love, but like my whole philosophy around that is someone else's pregnancy is not about you. Like, and I like, that sounds so harsh. I know, but I also feel like I've been there. I've, I've heard people get pregnant. I've heard people have multiple babies when I'm still trying for the next one. Like I, you know, and I, but I still just feel like that, like their pregnancy is not about me. Like I can separate and put a boundary there and separate their story from mine. And I think like, motherhood is that in general. Like, even if you don't talk about the struggle of getting pregnant, let's talk about the struggle of getting kids to school in the morning. Like <laughs> some kids arrive to school with a really like fresh look and some kids arrive to school, like, like they just been dragged out of bed. And, and, and that was my kid on a different day, you know, mm -hmm. like the mornings are a challenge. <laughs> Um, everything is a challenge that is behind the scenes, right? Like we don't see those challenges. And I think just having that mindset of like, everyone is out there doing their best. Every mom is out there doing their best. And it's, it's not a reflection of you or it's not, you know, yeah. it's, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, and I think that's something that comes with like practice and just like being, um, yeah, perspective. And I think some people have to like process a little longer to get there. I mean, I say, yeah, for sure. Um, because when you want something so bad, especially something like motherhood, there's so much you can't control and it's very frustrating. Like, yeah. it seems like you can when you're 16 and people are like, anything you do, just don't get pregnant. And it feels like you just get pregnant all the time. And then when you're actually trying when you're 30 and like, things aren't happening. It's like, wait, hold on a minute. <laughs> like, yeah, this is not, you know, as, yeah. like all the stars have to align for this to happen. And so I think like anybody who, especially those of us, <clears throat> myself included that struggle with like control things, 
that is where it's super refining because there's things you can control. And then there's a lot of stuff that is just like, you know, getting pregnant specifically or with adoption. Like I have a friend who's going through a very long adoption. Like, however you're choosing to build your family, it doesn't come without a lot, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and like, that's every pregnancy, every birth, like, even if you had multiple pregnancies or multiple births, they all have different struggles, right? Like one pregnancy could have, you could have struggled during labor. One pregnancy, you could have struggled during breastfeeding. One pregnancy, you could have struggled during the postpartum. Like there's so many different stories inside of one journey that it's just like, everyone's, it's such a, everyone is going, there's going to be struggle. Motherhood is is probably the hardest thing you'll ever do. But I do feel like, and I've said this a million times, and so have a a million other wiser people than me, but like anything that's a struggle is going to be so worth it and so beautiful and so beautiful and broken at the same time, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I relate to, I remember when, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's one of those things that like, in the season, it's just not going to feel beautiful. But when you look back and see it, it does not negate the struggle by any means, but the picture becomes yeah. a little bit more clear. You know, I mean, I have friends that will say that like ones that have struggled with like very long infertility that now have children and are like, I can't imagine it being any other kid. And so right, was that what they're feeling at the time? No you know what I mean? But do they have that, like that perspective now? I mean, yeah, but it's taken a lot and they've been through a lot. Yeah. It's a journey and it's a lot of work and it's a lot of messy, beautiful mess. But I remember my first, my first mother's day, I was actually, um, in a, in a boxer group with a bunch of other moms I'm going to leave their names out, but, um, it was my first mother's day. And I was just like looking forward to, you know, a day with my family and, you know, so like flowers and May and fun and, and all the other moms with a little, with kids that were older, were talking on the Voxer group about like, all they wanted for mother's day was to sit in a room by themselves. No talking, like no kids, like no meal prep, no snack making. And I thought, oh, Oh my gosh, what in the heck is wrong with these poor women? They these terrible people. Are, these women are awful. Why am I friends with them? <laughs> and now coming up on my fifth or sixth Mother's Day, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for that silent room. No snack making. Like I get it, you know? <laughs> you just your perspective shifts. And PS, those women are not terrible. They're wonderful mothers. And like, you know, one of my that's one of my best friends that said that. And I <laughs> I just like, I could not feel that in that moment. I had no, I could not relate to that whatsoever. Oh yeah. I was a lot of years behind. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I felt the same way. I'm like, what do you mean? You don't want to be with your little blessings of the Lord. And now I'm like, babe, a day where I go on a long run and then just like hang out outside would be great. And you can take the kids to the park and I'll be so happy. Yeah. 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 Um, I I relate to both. Like you are, you know, I, you are an extension of, and this is something I tell myself when the going gets tough, 
you are, that is a gift from God and your child is a gift from God and you are an extension of God. You are raising up God's child and you are doing God's work here on earth for this child. And I relate to that. And I tell myself that sometimes when the going gets tough, but I also relate to like, get the heck out of my house for five minutes, no talking. Like, you know, I, I relate to both. I, I feel both. And yeah. And I do think it depends on like what your dynamic is as a family. Like the, both of us are able to spend a lot of time with our, our children, which mm-hmm. again is a huge blessing, but if you're working all the time and you don't get that, then, you know, maybe you have a different perspective and that's okay. Or if your kids are always getting along and what, then yeah. Everybody can be, everybody can be around. If you're funny. Yeah, but also like, over there. but also like, I want to hear from you if that's you, because you've got some secrets to share and we need to have you on the podcast. Um, yes, <laughs> that, that is true. Um, okay. So to switch it up and to make it fun. And I hope that people like understand, we just wanted to give, you know, a little bit of like, I think Christy might've said this before, but a behind the scenes of just like, yes, we are here now. And we're both like, you know, motherhood is hard, but it's also super beautiful. And it's something that both of us rank very high on list of things that are important to us. And like, that's a job that we both take super seriously as do all of you, um, that have kids, but, um, there's also a lot of fun components too. So Christy, what are you, what do you, do you have plans for Sunday or? Um, well, my, what I wanted to do for mother's day this year was, um, plant a garden and we have no like garden here. And so we were going to plant the garden on Sunday, but I actually, we started it last weekend and I may have it done by then. I just want to just be home and have coffee in my bed. Ruby, I, Ruby's five and she's been making my coffee since she was two and not, not start to finish since she was two, but in some way she's been helping me. And now she can do it completely on her own French press. So she will love to wake up in the morning and independently make my French press and bring it to me in bed. And I'm going to let her do that and then just chill. Yeah. She, she loves to be my little barista and I'm not mad about it. Um, What about you? What do you don't know? Actually, I just looked up the weather and it looks like it could be rainy, but you know what? Yesterday was supposed to be rainy and it was fine. Um, Those scientists don't know anything. Yeah, I know. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. They they know a lot, <laughs> but I mean, it does change. Let's see. Yeah. Well, our anniversary we we got married on Mother's Day weekend, which oh, I don't know why we decided that, but we did. No one had kids at the time, so no one. I mean, it was fine. Um, right. So our anniversary is Friday, so we're going out for that, and then Saturday a full day of sports, and then we're gonna go out to brunch with my mom. And I'm hoping Sunday I just go on a nice long run and hang out with the kids and probably just grill out like Justin grills, not me. Yeah. Yes. I love like someone else cooking. And but I also like in the same breath, like I'm not huge on all these holidays. Like it's cute to be celebrated. I don't need presents. I really don't like, I don't, I don't really need a whole day catered toward me at all. Um, I don't know. It's like, it's sweet. It's fine. But I'm not like, oh my gosh, what are we doing for Mother's Day? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But 
with that said, my friend posted this whole thing yesterday and I thought this was interesting because we are wired differently. Maybe it depends on love languages or something or like what you need. But she was, her whole point was she's been a mom, like her oldest is in college now. Um, and she said, if you have something in mind, tell your family what you want and don't expect them to be mind readers because then you're always going to leave these days disappointed. So she was like, just like, don't expect, like, if you know what I mean? Like all the things, like if you were like, well, I was hoping we were going to plant a garden today. It's like set that expectation before so that you can set yourself up to be happy and your family up to not feel like they're like not doing the right thing. And I thought that was such good advice. Yeah. I love that advice as a direct communicator. I do not struggle there, but no, you don't, but you know, that there is people that are like, well, I was hoping that I would get, you know, Oh, for sure. Or we were going to like go to lunch and like the plans go away and then you're left disappointed. Yeah, for sure. So if you feel strongly about these days, tell the people that you love, because it'll help them make it a great day. Absolutely. Love that. I think that's a great idea. Um, okay. One last thing I want to say, cause I said we would kind of touch on it and then we're going to wrap this up, but on the topic of motherhood, um, I think there sometimes can be some baggage that comes from maybe a childhood or a relationship with your mother or a mother like figure in your life. And then you, you thinking that you have to mother the same way that your mother did, or maybe it's the opposite. I'm not going to be a mother like my was my mother was, or my grandmother was. And I think the gift, another gift of motherhood is that you get to mom the way that feels right for you in your soul. Even if it's not how you were taught by your parents or grandparents, how to mother, and you get to change the trajectory of your family really. And sometimes that requires a lot of work from you, but like the most beautiful work to say like, Hey, I'm going to do this differently. Um, or, Hey, I'm going to borrow that from my mom. Cause I think she did that really well. And so I'm just giving you guys permission to do things differently than was generally generationally taught to you borrow from what works and ditch what doesn't. And, um, you know, as a mother, I think we're so powerful. Like we, there's a lot of biblical scripture, which I cannot quote right now, but like we, a mother is so powerful in her home, a mother's energy, a mother's, um, love is so powerful in the home and, and don't lose sight of that moms because, um, moms are a gift to the world. And, and I think we're pretty awesome. So do the work, whatever you need to do to, continue to be the best to you. Um, that's the whole point of this podcast. You know, it's, I don't know if we have any male listeners, but we're mostly targeting females, <laughs> whether your moms or not. Yeah. And we just, I strongly believe, and I know Lindsay does too, that the morning time before your family wakes up to do a little self-work is going to make you the best mom or mother-like figure to someone in your life. And so that's why we're here. Early in the morning, clocking out Happy. at 637. Yep. Happy Mother's Day. A to the M. Okay. Happy Mother's Day. Mm -hmm.